Welcome to the Five State Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Mann, and I do this podcast to invest in the move of God that's happening in our five-state region of South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, and Nebraska. And we are laboring together to see God bring in a million soul harvest in our region within the next 15 years. Today, we're gonna be answering the question, what is it going to take to see that million soul harvest happen? We'll get right into it after this word from our sponsors. And I'm joined today by my special guest, Liza Heidelberger. Did I say that right? Your last name? Yes. Yes. Okay. Liza Heidelberger. And uh, she's from Collision Ministry. It's based out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And today we are going to answer the question, what will it take to see a million soul harvest in our five state region within the next 15 years? And then we're also going to share with you a strategy that it's biblical, it's doable, it's simple, and it's already in motion. Uh, in our region to accomplish this task and bring forth that harvest. So, Liza, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Super Thanks glad you're here. Yeah. And why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and about Collision, the ministry you work with in Sioux Falls? Yeah, yep. Um, well, I've been married for 16 years um, and started out as a teacher, and God kind of shifted me into children's ministry and then again shifted me into youth ministry. Um, have two kids of my own, 14 and 10, and um, try to make them my primary ministry as much as possible. But uh, God's blessed me to be at a place called Collision, and we're a ministry based out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where um, our goal is to really um, unite and mobilize the local church in order to help fulfill the Great Commission um, so that every student has the opportunity to respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. So that looks like um, training students to share their faith, um, to evangelize their peers, and to disciple their peers. Um, we do um, larger gatherings. We're very blessed to have great partnerships within a lot of the schools um, where they do kind of like larger gatherings. We build relationships there. And then there's kind of this other pillar that we do of um, disciple making where Students are intentionally taught and um, given strategies and tools and ways that they can share their faith with others, um, not just share their faith, but then train their friends up to go share their faith with others. Really that multiplying um, movement. Amen. That's so cool. Uh, and tell us, like, tell us what you've seen. So you guys really, when did you guys really uh, begin the movement? part, the multiplying movement part of that ministry. Yeah, yeah. Well, the ministry has been around for um, over 11 years, but really the multiplying um, discipleship part really only started, I think we're in our third school year. So we were trained wow. September 2017 by um, Curtis Sargent. And, um, you know, because of just the infrastructure and the relationships that were already there, we kind of like exploded into um, all of these groups already meeting and training and um, now a couple years into that we've seen we've seen the ebbs and flows of all of that I think at the highest um, we saw about 160 discipleship groups about a thousand students um, in Sioux Falls and the surrounding areas wow how many discipleship groups again um, about 160 was wow. the, the highest that we know of so, okay yeah now that's incredible and that's, that's students sharing the gospel 
and discipling their friends. Um, can you think of like one or two testimonies that uh, just God changing somebody's life that, that has happened over the last couple of years? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of um, my favorites is um, really this young man that he, I got him connected with my son and a group of students um, because it was just the most natural fit to have my son and I gathered all the moms and we got all these boys together. Um, but to see what God's done through that original group that started just a couple years ago, there's been a lot of like natural separation, but um, because of what this young man and his friend did to pour into that group of sixth graders who are now eighth graders, there um, are groups that have started now where they were in one school. They're now like in four different schools across Sioux Falls. And we're just kind of following what God's doing and, and where he's, um, where he's moving. Praise God. I love that. So I, I've been following Collision now for, I don't know, a year and a half. Uh, you know, I've got to meet you guys and I love what you're doing there. I'm so interested in it. And I, and I really feel like when I first heard about what you guys were doing in Sioux Falls, um, my, my spirit just got excited and got happy within me. And I, I really feel like um, it's a model. I feel like God is giving you guys a model for reaching young people that is going to be multiplied in other cities as well. And so I, I love what God's doing there. And I love your heart. I've gotten to know John as well. John Glasser is the leader yes. at Collision. And uh, yeah, good people. So yeah. excited about what you're doing. I appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk in this podcast uh, today. I want to answer the question. We got about it, our five state region. So I think of that as South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska. There's approximately 12 million people uh, in our five state region. And, um, you know, the thing that's been stirring on my heart is to see a, a million, at least a million, actually. I'm going for six million. I just say a million but a million soul harvest in the next 15 years uh, in our five state region. So if, I, and I'm just pondering the question, you know, what is it going to take to see that happen uh, realistically? And what would you say to that? What do you think it's going to take to see that kind of harvest in that period of time? Yeah, I, it really has to be a move of God, right? A move of, of the Holy Spirit. And um, I even think about my own story how God just kind of drew me back to him, um, being kind of in this, you know, I, I grew up in a church where all these seeds were planted, um, fell away from the faith, and God put me at a, a local church where all of that was just like ignited in me again. Um, but even, you know, what, um, what he was preparing me for where I'm at now, it really was the Holy Spirit working in my heart um, that, you know, I had to be more on fire for um, reaching the lost and and about evangelism, about training people up, and um, that it's not you know necessarily strategies or tactics that are that's going to be the driving force of this. It's move of the Holy Spirit. Um, I had you know two three weeks where I would wake up in the middle of the night and my feet were burning and I didn't know why. And um, finally came across Romans 10, 14, which says, how then can they call on the, on the one that they've not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And then it says, how beautiful are the feet of the ones who are, who are sent and go. Um, 
that you know and that's that's really my prayer and my desire to see is that the holy spirit is stirring um people to to salvation and to repentance and um to go to evangelize and to discipleship yes i i love what you said about of course you know we're going to talk of some strategy uh later on but i i love that you said it's not going to be just like some strategy working some plan that's in and of itself is going to bring about a harvest. You know, even one person getting saved, it takes an act of God, literally. I mean, for a person to get born again, it is a miracle, truly born again. And um, if we're asking God to do that times a million plus in a 15 year period, it is going to have to take the, the power of God. Absolutely. It's not going to be our clever strategies that we come up with, although I love those and I believe in those, but man, that in and of itself is not going to get it done. So I think of like, what do, what biblically does God tell us to do that can generate heightened Holy Spirit power activity in our region? And um, what do you think of in the answer? Yeah. Um, I think, of course, it has to be prayer, prayer focused and and prayer led. Um, Also, you know, just be really aware, where is the Holy Spirit moving, you know? Um, So there's a gal, I I work in youth ministry, but I'm also training a gal who's um, reaching out to women in the prison. And they're starting to see just a spark of a movement inside that prison. And um, it's it's one lady and a friend who is honestly, I trained her twice and, you know, she's just kind of taken it and, and run with it. Um, but more than, than even like the structure, like we talked about the system, um, it's her being really passionate for this group of people and wanting to see them saved and see their lives transformed by Jesus. That's so good. I remember, um, you know, I, I, I'd say that the prayer and fasting piece is huge. I mean, if, when, when we, the more we pray and the more we fast, there it generates greater Holy Spirit activity in the region. It really does. What, for whatever thing or person, group of people we're praying for, there will be more Holy Spirit activity, more angelic activity, uh, working to draw people to Jesus, you know, bringing healings and miracles and et cetera. Um, because of our prayers, if we pray less, there'll be less activity. And uh, I just, and so I, I think like, first of all, if we're serious about a million soul harvest, which, which we are, um, that means w- committing ourselves, devoting ourselves to prayer and fasting as well. And um, to see that happen. And I'd say another thing too, that releases gener- it, it releases heightened activity of the Holy Spirit is just going out and sharing the gospel with people. And I feel like the Holy Spirit, he's ready. I mean, he's, he's always working and he's like, I'm ready to go. And, uh, you know, I think of a scripture is in Mark chapter 16, verse 20. And Jesus told the disciples great commission. He's like, go preach the gospel everywhere. Then he says, and then later it says the disciples went out and preached everywhere. So they obeyed and what happens and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. And I really do believe the more we share the gospel, 
it releases the activity of the Holy Spirit to confirm the testimony of Jesus that we're sharing. So uh, those two activities, the prayer and fasting, and then the uh, just evangelism and teaching the word to people, making disciples, um, it, it releases the power of God. I really believe that. Yeah, yeah. And sharing your faith, that also activates faith in yourself, too. Um, we love seeing that with students that there's, you know, maybe a little bit of fear and like, what is this going to look like? But we go out and take them for a prayer walk and are walking up to people and sharing the gospel and you get to see like that it, something comes alive in them. Um, so we love talking about that too, that that really just activates their own faith. And That's their, true. Their goal that God's already placed inside their hearts. Yes. I love that. That's, that's right on. And I would say, um, you know, we, we talked about this already, but the, the prayer, we need the power of God. And um, so we need to pray, we need to fast, we need to go share the gospel, and etc. And he'll do that. And uh, believe, but one of the moves of the Spirit is just what you were talking about is when the Spirit stirs believers to engage in evangelistic activity. And th even that's a move of the Spirit. And so um, and the other thing I, I think of, and we're going to get into this some, but um, is in, and, and this is strategy probably this part it's also a move of the spirit but w intentional discipleship that leads to multiplication and so like what i mean by that is um you know for a long time i would lead somebody to jesus and then i'm like okay you know the lord now come to church and then they come to church and then they get there and it's like whatever we do as a church they as long as they participating in that activity they're a good person it's like okay great you know but um intentional discipleship where we're there we're teaching them to obey jesus commands which is what jesus said in the great commission matthew 28 19 and 20. um but part of obeying jesus commands is obeying the command to go and make disciples and so being intentional when i lead somebody to jesus I'm going to train them how to engage in the disciple-making process, how to, how to go pray for the lost, how to share their faith, share Jesus, uh, what to do when that person says, yes, I want to follow the Lord, how to baptize them, and then to train that person to go and make disciples and follow Jesus as well. So there's this uh, multiplication that's happening rather than I lead somebody to the Lord and it's a dead end. Um, where it's making disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And I, I really feel like the multiplication factor is going to be a key um, to the millions of harvest. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I absolutely. Um, and we're, that's something that we're seeing, you know, um, I, I even love, you know, where we've seen little pockets of, of movement happening with, happening with students. Um, they're now, having it on their hearts to go share with students in other towns and other cities around them, um, that it's not just happening within a school, but it's happening within, you know, multiple cities. Um, we've seen where, you know, maybe a student has, has needed to have a little bit of modeling for how to share the gospel, but they brought another student and an adult together. And in that place, um, one student came to Christ the next week, his friend came to Christ the next Come week. Um, they were leading and sharing the gospel with their group of friends. So it's, what I love about this is it's not um, be saved and then remove yourself from where you are and come into this community. It's you can still be engaged and, and be sent into your community um, even at the moment that, that you're saved. Yes. So, yeah, that multiplication and and discipleship and learning, it's not just one or the other, but it's both and, and it's happening simultaneously. 
um, yeah, I think that's super powerful, and that's that's where that movement really happens. Yeah, you, you know, I, I want to get into talking about uh, we're talking about movement strategies. So I, I want to talk about you're involved with a ministry called it's a vision, really twenty four fourteen, and it's really a movement. Um, rather than one ministry, probably it's it's an international movement, and uh, so I, I want to why don't you I want to talk about that a little bit because um, yeah talk to us about twenty four fourteen so what what is the twenty four fourteen movement Yeah well really it's not um, an organization it's there I think there's maybe one staff person um, right. but it's international it's really just a coalition it's kind of like an umbrella of a vision of, um, hey, you know, there, there are people dying and going to hell, not just where you're at, but globally. Um, at the rate of population growth, we're not meeting the challenge. And it's a call for those of us um, specifically that are, are utilizing these movement principles to um, unite under this banner of Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world, yes. so that all the nations will hear, and then the end will come. Um, so it's, I, it, it was totally God, um, totally a thing where he orchestrated all these pieces, and I found myself in um, Florida about last September, and the guy that had trained our organization originally, Curtis Sargent, was there, and he really cast this vision um, you know, a lot of times when we think about um, these type of movements, it's happening internationally. It's happening in China and Africa and India, but um, we're just starting to pick up a little bit of traction here in the United States. Mm. And so it was um, really a call for those of us who are practicing specifically. It was a North um, American conference. So those of us um, specifically practicing in North America to um, to focus not just on our state, our city, but to see a vision for the entire state and then an entire region. Yes. So at this gathering, we're divided up. We're in the Midwest area, and um, we're asked. Those of us that were there were asked to like own a state. And the, um, it's not the end vision, but a first vision or a first goal is that there would be at least one movement practitioner in every county in your state. So, then, so real quick, what is a movement practitioner, just for those who aren't familiar yeah, with that terminology? Yeah. I think, you know, it's just like we were discussing, right? It's um, that you're committed to evangelism, to discipleship, um, for teaching others to train others and this multipli um, multiplication of discipleship. Yes. So, yep. um, so I would say, tell, tell me if this is accurate. Okay. So I, I would, I would, when I think of a movement practitioner, I would just say a disciple of Jesus who is committed to making disciples of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. To engaging in the disciple making process. Um, would that be accurate? Yeah. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so people that are committed to that, you know, the goal is to, to have at least one, ideally more in every county in, um, in each state in the United States. And then from there in each, um, eventually going down into each town, we really want to see 
um, every town and every city engaged in the United States. Awesome. I love that. So, so we're in South Dakota. Yeah. Uh, and, and we, there's 66, right? Counties so, yeah. mm-hmm. in South Dakota. And yeah. so like, so, so initially our goal in South Dakota is to see at least one person in every county who is actively engaging in the disciple making process on a regular basis and just start the ball moving forward, basically. Yep. Okay. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then ideally, of course, then the, the end vision is that we would see movements, that we'd see networks of, of those groups and happening in, in each town. Okay. I love it. And I would, I mean, I just think of this automatically too. I have such a burden for the campuses. And of course you're with Collision, which you do as well. But I think of college campuses in our region as well. Uh, you know, so when I pray a lot of times, I'm like, I'm praying for the county, but I'm praying for every camp. God, give us that person, that disciple maker on every campus who can start the multiplication process. You know, when I think of that, it's like um, you have to start with one. Uh, zero times anything is still zero. <laughs> but if you have at least one on a campus or in a county that says, you know, I'm just a normal person that loves Jesus, but I can go out and I can pray for people in my city or on my campus. I can share my story of how I came to know Jesus. I can share the gospel and read the Bible stories about Jesus with people who are interested in learning more about it. When people believe and want to follow him, I can baptize them and I can teach them how to pray. I can teach them how to read the word. I can teach them how to go do what I'm doing, making disciples. I can do that. I can commit myself to that. And um, so God give us that that initial person, you know, and there's probably more than that already, but just that, that we would know who they are, that we, we would be intentional about multiplying disciples and beginning that process. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the um, biggest benefits to this network is just the intentionality of communicating. So for example, you know, we've been meeting every month just for the past couple months. And because of that, one of the people in our group connected me with someone who knows someone who's going to go to um, a college town just an hour north of us. And I'm awesome. talking to them and hopefully training them. And so a huge part of this is um, it's, it's really about um, unity. It's about the networking and connecting and then also reporting. So what are you seeing? Where's God being faithful? Um, you know, maybe where are you working in one area, but there's also this guy and this, this lady and you know how can we uh, maybe diversify our, our efforts where that needs to happen um, and and move forward that's where that strategy comes in right um, yeah. a lot of us focusing here but no one's over here who's God maybe calling to over here or who can we raise up to send um, to that place you know I, I love I, I think of this correct me if I'm wrong on this okay but I okay so I, I love the intentionality of what they're doing. And, it, and I think a lot of this, uh, you know, like you said, it originally originated in other places in the world, maybe where they were doing this initially, but uh, the vision is for all the nations. But, but initially I'm thinking of China where uh, um, they're, you know, it's been well chronicled the great move of God that's been happening in China for decades and the millions and millions and millions and millions actually who have come to know the Lord and all kinds of awesome things. And, um, but, you know, I, I remember just hearing about believers in China who were uh, very intentional 
where they would be like, okay, we're, you know, we're in this province and we're seeing sharing the gospel here, but it's our responsibility. We're going to be intentional about who's going to go to this province and this province and this province to make sure that they were all covered so that there were, there were gospel messengers, laborers going into every region to get the gospel sewn in and begin that multiplying process. And so, and again, so we hear the stories of God moving in China, but there was an intentionality that they have there. And that's really what I hear in this as well. It's like, man, it's, it's not just, hey, let's pray. And then the spirit would kind of do his thing. And um, I mean, there's an element of that. But it's, it's, it's also like, hey, let's go be intentional about taking the gospel and make sure it's in all 66 counties of South Dakota, every campus, and uh, that disciples are being multiplied. Yeah. Anyway, I um, so so what can our listeners do to participate in this vision? If they're interested in participating, what can they do? Yeah, well, there's um, a website to check out about 2414. It's um, 2414now.net. You click on the get involved section and then you'll find um, a tab or a button that says be part of the community. And you plug in all of your information and then um, that's one way to get funneled back into um, like contact information will be given to us Um, or feel free to personally contact me. Um, My email is Liza, L-I-Z-A at collision.org. Um, and really right now, um, because of this networking, we're not seeing not only something happening in, in South Dakota, but a couple of gentlemen in, um, Nebraska, like they have a heart and a hunger to see this happen in Nebraska. So, you know, the, in, in your five state area, in our Midwestern groups, there's, there are people that we can start connecting with. So. Yeah. And we want to see those practitioners come forth in Minnesota and the Iowa and the whole region. And it would be awesome to connect with one another, honestly, to kind of learn from each other, be encouraged by one another, support one another in prayer. Um, so, so I would say, uh, you know, uh, two things that come to my mind. I mean, what, what, what we could really use is wherever you're at, maybe you're on your campus and you're like, I want to see revival on my campus. I want to see people get saved on my campus. And it can, you can spark that. And so what, what we need you to do is to start the disciple-making process. Just start praying, start fasting, and start, start praying for your campus. Uh, if you're in your county and you're like, I want to see God move in my county or in my neighborhood or in my city, and just take resp- accept responsibility for that and pray for it, fast for it, and begin sharing the gospel and making disciples in your area. And if, you, if you're like, man, I don't know where to get started on that. And um, uh, I would love to train you. I really would. And so if, if you, can contact, uh, you can contact me as well if you just want some coaching. And I could coach you and just get you going on that disciple-making process. I, have, I really have this conviction. Um, anybody who just does the simple, basic things that are in the Bible that Jesus told us to do, uh, 
you will lead people to Jesus and you, they will lead, those people will lead people to Jesus. So if you'll just work the process diligently, um, I really believe it'll work. So you can contact me if you want to be trained at a uh, five state revival at gmail.com, or you can go to my, uh, you can go to the, uh, the webpage for this podcast, the five state revival podcast, and you can leave a voice record message for me there. Um, anyway, I'd love to hear from you and we could set it up. I should say this though. Anybody I train, I require that you make a three-month commitment to it and that you go out into the harvest one hour a week for three months minimum and that you really commit to working the process that I'll, that I'll train you in. Um, but if you want to do that, I'd love to, I'd love to uh, get you trained. So, yeah, let us know. So, Liza, are there any other like last thoughts that you'd like to share on 2414 or, or just what it's going to take to see the Million Soul Harvest come forth? Oh, I think, um, you know, I think one of the, the main things is um, that we can't obviously do this apart from God and apart from the Holy Spirit, um, but we can't do this apart from each other, too. Yes. And that's what I love about 2414 is it's really um, brothers and sisters coming together, putting agendas and labels aside and um, saying this. This is something that God's um, given me an assignment for, and I want to see it completed and um, to go out and do the work. So. Amen. I, I just want to, uh, I want to read this scripture and then maybe, and then we'll just pray together. Actually, I just want to pray over the region and over this vision that God would fulfill it. But I just want to read this because I, I just think this shows us the heart of Jesus for the unsaved multitudes. This is in Matthew 9. Verse 35, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Um, so, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. And, I, you know, I, I see this as like, when you read the, the context leading up to verse 35, it's just miracle after miracle. You know, Jesus is teaching here. He's healing this, healing this, you know, casting out the demons here. It's like, it's working. It's like this gospel of the kingdom is working and he's watching it work in front of his eyes. And he realizes he's one person and there's a whole world that needs this. And he's, he, it's like the phrase that gripped me one time when I read this passage is he saw the multitudes. And I love Jesus, the good shepherd. You know, we love that he, he leaves the 99 for the one. You know, he cares for the one. He gives us that personal attention, that pastoral care as a shepherd, which we love, you know. But he also sees the multitudes. He sees the multitudes of people. You know, I think of, um, I, I just think of, of people that, I've, that I know that, that they are starving for Jesus, but they don't know where to find him. Even here in the United States of America, even in my own city, we have middle school kids that they don't, they're so confused about basic things in life. They don't, they don't know what is up. They don't know what is down. They're just so twisted. They're so broken. There's so much just talks of suicide and all this kind of stuff and brokenness. And it's like, that's what Jesus was seeing. It's like they're weary and scattered like sheep without a sh having no shepherd. It's like when you have no shepherd, you have no leader. And you're just guessing what is right. And it just leads to brokenness and confusion. And Jesus is like, I am the solution. And so in, in this gospel works. And then it goes into verse 38. 
And he said to his disciples, he's like, the, the first 37, he says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray that the Lord of the harvest would send out laborers into his harvest. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and disease, all kinds of disease. These 12 he sent out and then and he went and he preached, they preached the gospel of the kingdom. And they saw the same results Jesus was seeing when he, when he was ministering and, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom as well. And I, I see the heart of the apostolic heart of Jesus right here, where he's like, guys, this gospel works. I mean, this gospel really works. And anybody can do this if they'll just do what I tell them to do and be anointed with the same Holy Spirit that he was anointed with. And so I want to just pray for our five state region that God would raise up laborers on every campus in every county and every city. And, uh, and that among every people group uh, in our five-state region. And then I, I want to pray that God would make us some of those laborers and that we would go forth in the power of the Holy Spirit, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus and uh, seeing the fruit of salvation multiply. So you want to start us off by praying, and then I'll finish up after you're done. Yeah. Well, Father, we thank you. We praise you for who you are. We just honor and worship you. God, we give you all the glory. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. And the fact that you've, um, you've made a way for us to become children of God, your sons and daughters. God, um, we just ask for a stirring, stirring on our own hearts of that reality, of the gift that you've given and the gift that you want to give others, God. God, we ask that, um, that just for an unleashing and a releasing of your Holy Spirit in um, fresh ways, in new and profound ways that will kind of like um, shake the dead alive, the spiritually yes. dead. Those that maybe are already believers and those that are unbelievers. God, we just... Um, we thank you for the anointing that you've given each one of us to go on your behalf. And God, we ask for um, just Holy Spirit-led encounters with those that are lost, that you want to see um, come to just a new relationship with you, Jesus. We thank you for those that you're already stirring, that you're already awakening to, um, to go to go into campuses and to go into um, neighborhoods and uh, mall areas and anywhere that you would send them, go into the nation. God, you're already stirring them. So we just ask for divine appointments with them. We ask that um, our ears and our eyes are open to what you're doing and who you're leading us to. We thank you for the divine connections that you've already made. Give us your, your power but also your humility. We just give all this work to you, Jesus. Yeah, Lord, I agree with that prayer. And I ask that you would raise up laborers on every campus, in every city, among every people group, in every county, in our five-state region, who would, pre who would preach the gospel of Jesus, the Messiah, who would make disciples of Jesus, who would start new churches, we would start mighty Jesus movements, God. Lord, we ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit and that your word would run swiftly.
that it would grow in power and it would prevail throughout our five state region, that your word in the gospel would be the most dominant influence in our culture. Father, we ask that you would raise up passionate lovers of Jesus everywhere. Encounter them, Holy Spirit. Release dreams and visions. Reveal Jesus to them. Stir up desire and longing in the hearts of people to know Jesus and to follow Jesus and to, to live their whole life for you, Father. We just pray that you would raise up an army of God in our region that would take the cities and take the campuses and take the regions for God and devote them to the Lord and bring you glory. Father, we thank you for this. And uh, Lord, I thank you for Liza and I thank you for her serving um, just at collision and just serving really the body of Christ in the region by just helping put organize uh, this twenty four fourteen vision in our own in our own area. God, we just pray that you'd bless her, you'd bless her family, and that you would give her success and be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Five State Revival Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. I want to ask you if you can help me with something. I want to get this message, this content out to as many people in our region as possible, and you can help me do that. If you can take 30 seconds right now and just share this episode with at least one person that you know that you think would be interested in this topic. You can do that. You can share it through text message. You can share it on your Facebook page, however you want to do it. But just taking the 30 seconds to do that would really go a long way to help us reach new listeners. Thanks again for listening to the Five State Revival Podcast.